0: Hi, and welcome back to the I Am Broken podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for joining me tonight. Before I get started, gracious and heavenly father, I just come before you want to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, father God. Thank you for everything that you stand for, everything that you are, father God. I thank you for your son, Jesus, today. I thank you for the blood that was shed. And I thank you for your spirit, Father God. Now, Lord, I just ask that you have your way. I'm just a willing vessel, Father God. And may the words, you put the correct words in my mouth, Father God. And let the ears that need to hear, hear, Father God. And not just be hearers, but also be doers of your word, Father God. Now, Lord, if there be anything in me that's not like you, I just ask for forgiveness as I come before your throne of grace, believing in faith where I'm faithless, you are still yet faithful to purify me. And cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. And for that, I just say thank you. Thank you for the day, Father God. And have your way. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. All right. How's everyone doing? Well, have you ever had a day where you just needed a reset? Just need a reset button. Today has been just like that. Actually, the last several days, I've just needed a reset. And it's just, it's been so many different things happening. And a lot of times we want to blame the enemy for some of the things that we have going on. But sometimes we can't blame the enemy. Why can't we just chalk it up to the fact that it's just life and things are happening? So I've been battling with my allergies this past week. They were bad, like, karate kicking my butt y'all and so I sound a little weird like I'm like I got a cold but I really don't have a cold it's just my allergies and I'm real congested well not as congested as I was but I am still a little congested other than that I'm grateful and thankful because he woke me up and I was able to get up and still do my normal day-to-day in and out routines, work and everything else um, by the grace of him. And so for that, I'm just so thankful and so grateful. You know, again, I want to just say thank you for taking the time out to join me tonight. Um, You know, know, I'm never on here long. So um, tonight's topic is about discipline. Yeah, it kind of hit me right in the gut when I got it. But honestly, do you consider yourself to be disciplined? In some aspects, I am extremely disciplined. But then there are other areas where I could use a lot more work. Not a little, but a lot. And if we're honest... Y'all would probably say the same thing that there are some areas where you could use a lot of work. And it takes time, it's baby steps, it's a process. And a lot of times when we're going through a process, you know, we get discouraged along the way. Sometimes we give up along the way, um, you know, and you have to be your own encourager. When no one else comes along and give you that pep talk, say, hey, you know, you're doing good. you got this girl. you got this dude. Just keep on going. Keep on pushing. Sometimes you have to get up and encourage yourself, that very thing. And so tonight we're going to talk about discipline. And so, of course, you know, I'm the Google queen. I Google everything Um, because it represents some things you find on the web correct. Some things are not all the way correct. But at the end of the day, um, I Google, you know, when things pop into my thought process, I Google it to see, you know, what does it mean? What does the Bible say about it? What does it represent? You know, um, just different things like that. So let's just get started. So discipline is defined as a field of study, or is Training to fix incorrect behavior or create better skills. Well, you know, that kind of like was Webster's or Miriam online version of what discipline is defined as. Um, But, you know, the way that we know the word is when you're correcting your children, you know, or when you were corrected as a child growing up you were disciplined especially when you got out of line or when your behavior was terrible and but i'm not speaking from you know that aspect i am speaking from a more spiritual side of this and so the spiritual definition of discipline is to instruct correct chastise or rebuke it does not mean punish or beat the ancient hebrew of proverbs says that if we let our desires lead our decisions our lives and our bodies can quickly spin out of control god will use discipline to help align our hearts with his And so I'm speaking about discipline in that aspect. Um, As you know, I've shared several times about how I'm on this weight loss journey. And y'all, these last six weeks have uh, really been very trying. Um, I have had moments of doubt. Uh, moments of irritation and frustration Um, but then I had my sister and you know several friends come along and say hey you know you're doing a great job just keep at it you know I see you you know and it has helped because truthfully speaking the last several weeks every time I go in Um, to weigh in. Um, Of course, their scale says something different than my scale. I went out and bought another scale. I didn't pay as much money as I started to pay for a scale that I almost paid for a scale. I didn't pay quite that much. And I'm very thankful. Actually, it was way cheaper than what I was about to pay. Thank you, Jesus, for friends who already have stuff and can give you information so that it helps you. Um, so anyway, um, just trying to stay the course in spite of the things that I was hearing over the last several weeks. I've literally left out of the office last week and I just told her the counselor that I have, I was like, basically, you know, every time I come in here, I am not encouraged. I am more discouraged than anything. And, I don't understand, you know, why, you know, I'm doing, I'm following this strict diet, y'all. No cheat days, no eating how I want to on the weekends, like I usually do. Um, Literally seven days a week, been eating the same way. And I tried to explain to her that, you know, I'm solid. I carry my weight differently than most. And so for me, the inches will be your best bet of how to gauge how I'm coming down versus the pounds on the scale. And so y'all, they've had me trying some of everything and I just refuse to continue to be somebody's guinea pig trying different things on. So, you know, yeah. Discipline also requires you to make up your mind about a thing. And stick to it. And so the word discipline appears 60 times throughout the Bible. But you know, interestingly enough, you cannot talk about discipline without talking about self-control. I know that's stepping on some toes right there, even on mine. Um, because. You can't have discipline without self-control. And. And. It makes sense. It makes sense that in order to be disciplined, you need to exercise self-control. And so when you want to do the thing that you know is not good for you, you have to have some some level of self-control. So self-control means restraint. Exercise over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires. The ability to manage your actions, feelings, and emotions. And what I found out about self-control was, was that it represents strength. So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And so I had to exercise a level of self-control in order to stay consistent on this diet plan that I've been doing for the last six weeks. And I'm getting ready to enter into a maintaining phase, which will take my calorie intake up. And so, yeah, like literally, y'all, when you really just think about self-control, the biblical definition of self-control helps us to resist temptation and avoid conforming to the things of this world remember i said last week I said that we can be of we can live in this world but we don't have to be of this world and it's a difference so there are certain things that we will encounter in this world but self-control if you exercise some self-control it will help you Stay disciplined. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It teaches us that that discipline and self-restraint are values that feed our souls with happiness and good health. Let me read that again. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It teaches us that discipline and self-restraint are values that feed our souls with happiness and good health. So that's a part of us being happy. That's a part of us having good health. Because whatever you give your natural, you need to give to your spirit as well. And so, y'all, to have a healthy spirit and a happy spirit, that is just phenomenal, you know. Again. Things happen because it's life. They went through things in the Bible. So we gonna go through things. But it builds our character. It it builds so many different attributes and qualities of who he is that he placed in us, basically. So three benefits of self-control. One, can enhance your decision-making capacity. So when you have good self-control, you make better decisions. Real talk. Now, I can tell you this much. I'm grateful and thankful for those who were praying for me that I had no idea about because y'all, let me just tell you, back in the day, oh yeah, I was in some areas, I was doing some things that if God came back then, I was on my way. (laughs) in the wrong direction and not to say that i jeopardized my life in retrospect but at the same time i could have gotten caught up easily just being at the wrong place at the wrong time but thank you lord for grace and mercy and angels and prayer because i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was someplace where there were places where I know I have no business being some folks that I was around that I know I have no business being around. But at the same time, God's grace and mercy covered me. Number two can help you curtail your high temperaments anger rate. So now when you have self-control, your temperament is a little bit better. Your anger rate is a little bit more better. I could tell you this much there'll be y'all. My thoughts alone would get me in trouble. (laughs) Truthfully speaking, like today at, you know, I work from home and when I tell you, even though we work from home, we're remote still. When I tell you that they will push every button that can possibly be pushed. I work with some folks that can push some buttons Yeah. And, and it causes you to become distracted when things get in the way, you know, um, I'm added the wrong names today and had to deactivate those names, um, just because distraction. So self-control helps curtail your high temperaments, anger. Number three, plays a major role in your emotional happiness. Can help stabilize and solve trust issues in relationships and marriage. Again, I just read earlier where self-control teaches us that discipline and self-restraint are values that feed our souls with happiness and good health. And what does it say right here? Plays a major role in your emotional happiness, can help stabilize and solve trust issues in relationships and marriage. That's any relationship. Any family relation any relationship. When you are emotionally unhappy and unstable... listen. You can't make good decisions and you always going to be on high alert, anger issues, you know, why? Because your emotions are not in check. So self-control, when you exercise some restraint and discipline, it helps stabilize that part in your life all the more I know. So like there have been times when I've been overly emotional about things that I shouldn't have been. Um, I've allowed some things to get in the way of and become hindrances. People I've allowed to become hindrances as well. Um, It just amazes me at how someone can tell you something and do the direct opposite of what they've told you. And then when you call them out on it, they tend to want to talk about what you haven't done or what you did do. No, I'm a firm believer in taking accountability for my actions, period. Hi, thank you for joining. I'm just a firm believer of taking action and accountability for my mistakes. My, wherever I've erred at, I'm going to be accountable for what I've done. And so, but you have a lot of people, you know, at this day and age, and I'm finding more and more, you know, people that are in my age bracket or close to it, don't like to take accountability for their actions. And I'm sorry, if you want some trash, I'm going to call you out on your trash. Why? Because I expect you to do the same for me. I expect you to do the same for me. And so, you know, no matter how hard it is for me to hear it, no matter how much it might hurt me in that moment, I know that if you truly care anything about me, then you will hold me accountable and responsible. And so, when you have self control and discipline, it holds you accountable and it keeps you in a space where, honestly, It could be good or bad, depending on how you see it, depending on how you view your situation. So it's important to have discipline, but self-control is a thing that operates with discipline. Okay, moving on, Uh, because I could get on that and just kind of stay on that just with my own personal life. Um, So here was 10 inviolable traits disciplined people have in common. Now, when I started (laughs) writing this list out, it was just like, oh yeah, I'm good with that one. Oh, no, I need to work on that. But anyway, the first one says, they commit, true to their word, when they make a decision to do something, it is set in stone and they do not need an accountability partner to keep them on track. That is me. I believe that when you stay true to your word that speaks volumes about who you are as a person. And at this day and age, if your word does not line up with your actions, the way that I view you now, this is not the view of everybody else. I'm just saying, this is how I see it. If you cannot keep your word, And then your behavior doesn't line up with your word. To me, that makes you a very dishonest individual. Why? Because your word speaks to who you are as a person. And if you are not able to keep your word, and you're constantly breaking your word, that's a problem. You should always be true to your word. And I am extremely committed to getting this weight off of me. And so I can't do other things that I used to do. I can't do those things anymore. Why? Because I'm trying to be more healthier. I'm trying to see my grandkids get older. Yes, y'all, I got grandkids. I got an 11-year-old grandson and a four-month-old granddaughter. Y'all, I'll be telling them I'm too young to be telling them I'm somebody's grandmother, but I am. I got two beautiful grandchildren and I want to see what God does in their lives. But in order for me to do that, I have to be careful and take good care of the temple that he has given me. That's my body. It's a temple. And if I'm not taking care of it, that means that I'm not being disciplined and I'm not exercising self-control, no restraint, and I've allowed it to get out of hand. And so I have got, I've had to readjust so that I can get myself in better health. Moving on. Number two, they avoid temptation. Resisting temptation is so hard, even for the most disciplined person. They are not necessarily better at resisting temptations, they're just better at avoiding them altogether. Well, I'm good with number one, but number two, I struggle with that. And if we are honest about struggling with temptation, if you say that you don't struggle with it, yeah, I don't know if I believe you. Because we all have some form of struggle that's something that's temptation to us. That we struggle with. A lot of times you, you know, you can miss it. You can avoid it. But then there are other times you deep, deep in it. And I have truly been deep in some things that I tried to avoid. <laughs> so a lot of times, you know. I mean, you can't just live inside of a bubble because. That's not practical. Practical. That's not normal. That's not human. You know, we're human creatures. And so, you know, he made us for each other. And so, but again, exercising, self-control and discipline. Number three, they take care of themselves. (coughs) Excuse me. Their body is a temple. Things like sleep, good nutrition and exercise are high on their to-do list. They know the impact these areas have on other aspects of their well-being, such as their mood, work performance, and relationship. Well, yeah, you know, I failed number three in all kind of ways. But I'm getting back on track, y'all. And it has truly um, been a process for me. And it's been a struggle. Because I have been ready to just give up. I've been ready to say, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. You know, because I feel like anymore now, anything you eat gonna kill you. You pretty soon they're gonna say the air you breathing in gonna kill you. Um, and it's just so many different things to discourage you. And then when you go to the doctor, you know, you find out you have this wrong and you got to find out that you have that wrong. And again, I'm just not going to be, Someone's guinea pig For all these tests And all this other stuff You know I think sometimes um, Of course you know It's good to find out different things So you know how to pray And you know what kind of treatments That are out there But at the end of the day You know Again If we exercise some self-discipline And Self-control We can avoid some of these things we're not going to avoid all these things I didn't realize how much sleep plays a factor in losing weight it's not about just exercise and good nutrition you have to rest your body y'all not that because I'm used to functioning off of maybe a good five and a half, six hours of sleep. That's my brain, but my body, yes. So I've been trying to do better with, along with eating better. Now I'm getting ready to incorporate exercise because I'm, you know, coming to the end in this six week phase of the weight loss Program and I'm going to go into a Four week phase of a maintaining Phase so I'm getting ready to incorporate Exercise in this and so But again Not getting good sleep not eating Well not exercising Has the ability To impact your mood Your work performance and Relationships why because You're always tired and when You're tired if you're anything like me when I get Tired I'm moody don't want nobody talking to me. I don't want to be around nobody. I can just kind of stay to myself. Um, and it impacts, you know, I'm dragging at work. You know, even though I work from home, it impacts that. Number four, they work at developing habits. Many people look at a disciplined life as being a deprived life. They only see that they're gaining a new habit. So have you ever had people to say, you know, when they find out that, you know, you're trying to live right, you know, you, you believe in God's word and, you know, and you have a lot of folks who haven't came on over to this side, first of all, one, because of how they see most of the body living. We're supposed to be a representation of Christ in the earth and most of us don't represent him well. So you have a lot of people who are not saved, not interested in getting saved and living for Christ. Why? Because they see us doing some of the same things that they be doing. It's like, okay, well, I seen you do it. So, I mean, what? We have to be a better example of who he is in our lives so that we win souls, not lose souls, but win souls, because that's what we're supposed to be doing. We were created to worship. And we should be Christ in the earth. Number five, they set boundaries. To lead a disciplined life, you need to know your limitations, saying no to things you don't want to do or that are distractions makes room to accomplish what is essential and important in each day. Y'all, boundaries, I cannot stress. The importance of setting boundaries and learn the word no. It's okay to say no. It used to be a time where I felt like if I said no, I felt bad about saying no. Why? Because maybe that person, you know, did some things for me and was there for me, and now they need me to be there for them. And I'm just like, nope, I can't do that. Listen. If you don't set boundaries and limitations, you have, there are people who will take advantage of that and you will find yourself caught up in things, in situations that are tiresome. They're exhausting and it drains you mentally and emotionally when you don't set boundaries. Boundaries, important. Um, I'm pretty good with that part Uh, I'm working on developing habits For a disciplined life I'm working on taking care of myself Um, Number six, they revel in routine Routine is the cornerstone of discipline Especially when it comes to efficiency and time management I am very good with this one I base a lot of different things that I do off of my time across the board. I am not a last minute person, except for when it comes down to certain things I have procrastinated with. But when it comes down to taking care of business and getting things done, I don't play around with that. And my time is very valuable. And so routine, do I have one? For the most part, I do have a routine. Do I veer off from that routine? Not a whole lot. Especially when it comes down to what is it that I'm working on? What do I have going on in that moment? And what do I need to do, you know, for the day? So I try to really stay true to the routine that I have set. Why? Because... Time is the one thing that we cannot get back. So when it's gone, it's gone. And if we allow people to waste our time, situations you know, we have allowed to be a distraction for us, kill off our time. That's something that we can't get back, y'all. So we have to be better with managing our time. And it has to be essential on the things that matter and the things that he wants us to be doing. Let me go on to the next one. They lead with their mind over their mood. They don't let their feelings get in the way of doing things they need to do. Now, I'm halfway good with this and halfway not. Because sometimes my mood leads my mind. I know that probably didn't even make sense. But for if you if you understand what I'm saying, you'll know what I mean by that. A lot of times my emotions lead my mood. Now, there are times when I don't allow certain things to get in the way of what I have to do. Like me getting better control over my weight. I cannot allow old patterns to get in the way of the progress that I've made in this six weeks. And then being patient with myself through the next phase because it is a process. My body didn't get this way overnight and it's not going to be an overnight fix. And so just got to stay the course. Number eight, they clearly define their goals, produces high achieving professionals. So someone that has their goals defined This produce high achieving professionals. And I thought that that was interesting right there because I'm really one of those kind of people who challenge myself to be better than I was the day before, especially when it comes down to my job. And I have excelled and exceeded so many different capacities and and aspects of the organization that I work for that honestly, I don't even set goals at work anymore because I've already exceeded those. And so now it's just learning how to just do my job every day and not try to outdo my co- my coworkers or not put more pressure on myself to do more than what I am able to do in the day. Uh, because a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on us more so than anybody else do. We put pressure on us. And so, again, define your goals. Number nine, they live and die by deadlines. They don't just set goals, give themselves strict timelines. Now, these are people who have inviolable traits that disciplined people have in common. So if you're a disciplined person, this is something that you may have in common with somebody else who is disciplined. And... I don't really live and die by deadlines. Um, but I do try to set goals. Um, I try to give myself a timeline. And so right now I'm in the process. So I'm in the process of working on my weight, but I'm also in the process of buying a home. Never thought I would be at this age talking about buying a home. Well, a condo, put it that way. And so Y'all, now this is definitely a process and you have to have some self-discipline and some self-control even in this because some things are going, some days it's going to be irritating. And so I'm still in the early stages. I haven't started really to look for a place as of yet um, because I'm still trying to find out the do's and the don'ts in this early phase. And y'all, it is definitely um <laughs> been something, so I had given myself a timeline on um when I wanted to be out of my sister's place because I moved back in with my sister just so that I can continue to save money towards towards this, but also, I don't want to be too comfortable because a lot of times when we get comfortable, that is a distraction and I'm not trying to be not saying that living with my sister is a bad thing but I I want to be in my own space and at my age I should be but there's a goal there's a purpose so I have to continue to stay focused and remember the purpose of the goal number 10 They keep their eye on the prize. This could mean staying committed to a project or a job for longer instead of immediately trying to look for a new opportunity or simply not letting a career setback change the course of everything they set out to do. Now, this is me all day. Number 10 is me all day. Why? Because when they start getting on my nerves, that's one of the first things I'll be saying. I need to find me another job. (laughs) And truthfully speaking, I mean, somebody else would look and say, Robin, you really got it made where you are. And I have to be th- say thank you because I'm making more money than I've ever made. This is probably the most money I've ever made in my entire life of working. And I've been working for a very long time. I have great benefits. I get paid every week and I'm working from home still. You have someone who don't have those same options. And so I have to just get up and I thank God every day, especially when I open my eyes up and before I close them. Why? Because I could be one of those people struggling to pay my bills or keep a roof over my head. Didn't have to have no family here that I could even stay with, you know, um, so it's a number of different things that it could be. But it's not for me. Um, and so I will leave you with this. People with strength of discipline can plan, organize, structure, and execute. A disciplined person, they're true to their word. So now someone with the strength of discipline Can plan, organize, structure, and execute. Remember that. And so again, you cannot have discipline and not have self-control because the two operate together at the same, you know, they operate, they go hand in hand. And so when you see yourself in situations and circumstances that you should not be in, Ask yourself, am I exercising self-control right now? Sometimes we're not. Be true to yourself. Be true to your word. Because that's a part of the characteristic of him. And if he's in us, then we have to operate as he would. No, we're not going to get it right. Because we're not perfect. He's perfect. We're not. But we thank him for grace and mercy because without it, where would any of us be? So, you know, I hope that you all got something out of this. Um, Again, I am so grateful and thankful for everyone who tunes in to listen, everyone that shares. If you don't follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at broken underscore zero one 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 two one. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter name. I just use it for, you know, the purposes of putting my podcast stuff out there. Also, I'm a self-published author. You can find my book on Amazon. It's Broken, To Be or Not To Be. That is the question. My name is Robin. Again, thank you. Um, But before I close, also, I would like to talk about um, a nonprofit organization that is very near and dear. To my heart, Uh, my sister is the visionary behind it More than my pretty face It helps girls between the ages of 14 and 18 And we have the mother-daughter tea party Coming up this weekend We're very excited um, to see You know, uh, what the young girls will And their moms, you know We're just excited um, about the organization overall Um, If you're interested in volunteering or wanting to know more about what we're doing, you can go to morethanmyprettyface.org. If you want to donate, um, you can find out ways to donate as well. If you know someone, share the information. It doesn't always have to be for you. I think a lot of times we don't like sharing stuff. You know, we don't support one another, but we don't like sharing things. And it's good that even if it doesn't apply to you, maybe you know somebody that you can give the information to. A friend of mine also has a nonprofit she's the visionary for. Um, It's Empower Him. It's for men who have been in prison and want to become entrepreneurs. The website for her um, nonprofit is empowerhim.org. Also a great nonprofit nonprofit organization um, if you want to find out more about what they're doing how to get involved or put someone in touch who's interested empowerhim.org um, again thank you for you know joining me um, you can find this podcast on amazon music spotify google apple of course Podbean. Um, I heart radio tune in also, um, I'm looking for sponsors as well. Um, so if you know anyone who's interested in sponsoring my podcast, tell them to reach out to me. Um, you can find me, like I said, on Instagram at broken underscore zero one, 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 two, one. Um, and before I go, let me close out with the word of prayer, gracious and heavenly father. I just want to say, thank you. Thank you for this time, Father God, that you have allowed me, Father God, to just speak to those who are wanting to hear what you're talking about, Father God. I thank you for just using me. I thank you for just your grace and your mercy, Father God. Now, Lord, I ask that you touch each and every person listening tonight, Father God, whatever they stand in need of, Lord, I just ask that you do it. whatever they need, Father God, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional father God, whether it's mental father God, whatever it is, father God, I ask that you just cover their lives like never before cover their situations, cover their households. I thank you for every closed door, but I also thank you for every open door. Father God, let them not be afraid to just walk up to the door, but walk through the door. Father God, we thank you that whatever's on the other side is for them. You have purposed and planned for them. Father God. So Lord, now I just ask that You watch between me and thee, Father God, as we part, Father God, that you will not allow any danger or hurt to hurt or harm them, Father God. And I ask that you cover their households, their families, if they have children, whatever it is that they stand in need of, Father God, I touch and agree with them right now. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Thank you again for joining me tonight. Until next time, I will talk to you guys next week. Tune in. Thank you and have a good evening.